retirement. Um, now I do have in studio with me Hamish McKeach. Hello, Hamish. Hi. Uh, so you are conducting for the Dunedin Symphony Orchestra. Yes. Uh, tomorrow night. That's right, and Thursday night. Oh, and Thursday night. Yeah. Um, do you want to run us through a little bit about the show? Yeah. So it's the uh, it's the Royal New Zealand Ballet Romeo and Juliet at uh, at the Brigent. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, well, the most famous love story of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's Romeo and Juliet. It's yeah, infamous. Uh, and the music's by Prokofiev, a Russian composer, mm-hmm. and it was um, premiered in 1940. The music's fantastic; it's like a masterpiece, and yeah. actually gets played by orchestras by themselves. Yeah, it's so descriptive; it sort of tells the story yeah. all by itself. But yeah. with this, you've got the lavish sets, amazing costumes, and yeah. great dancing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, I did notice. And it's like it's all on the details are on the like ballet website. Mm. If there's like as you also just said before, there's four different cities with live orchestras. That's right. Yeah. So Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin get the get the local orchestra playing the score live. The, the others get a recording of um, I record it with the orchestra Wellington. Yeah. And so I mean it, it just sort of depends on the size of the pit. Yeah. The orchestra's about sixty piece. Um, you got extra instruments, like wind and brass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not all pits can handle that that size, yeah. that amount of players. And you kind of need a string section, which is like beefy. Yeah, it takes up a lot of room. Yeah, yeah, um, not as beefy as you get on a concert platform, so because mm-hmm. there's more room there. But um, it's got to be big, big enough to to sort of do the music justice. You know? yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. How long? Like, when did you start getting ready for this show? Like, well, yeah, look, the dancers were um, been preparing for months. I, I sort of went to dance rehearsals in, in July. Yep. Off and on, and then uh, yeah, it's been. I mean, the score I knew quite well. Most of it from with orchestra only. Yeah. Um, but we've got sort of a quite larger version of it now to do at yeah. the ballet. And so I went to more and more to rehearsals, and then orchestra came on board before the Wellington show, before the Wellington opened. And so yeah. I've been going from uh, the Christchurch week after Auckland after that, and then um, this week to Dunedin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you found it much different? Like you said, you know, like through doing performances, performances with orchestras, mm. is it different doing it with like a ballet show alongside? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because um, you, you've got to actually some of the tempos have got to be like not too fast or too slow for the kind of dance. Yeah. So when you when you buy an by yourself with an orchestra, you can go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, slow it's as you like. A lot more freedom. Yeah, it'll go crazy fast. Yeah. Um, and the music can handle this music can handle anything really. So there are a couple of moments where you have to really sort of take a hit and and do do someone else's tempo yeah. to suit the dance because by yeah. the time I showed up for, for at the ballet they'd already choreographed all these you know, amazing moves so that if the music goes too fast they can't do them yeah yeah. so you, you've just got to yeah you, you've got to be flexible in that way but uh, in this show it's pretty good because there are big chunks I'm, I'm quite free to sort of shape the whole thing uh, musically shape it yeah, yeah. Have you found it different, like uh, different with like across, like just in the different cities, working with the different orchestras? Mm, yeah, each orchestra brings a, a different sort of feel to it. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to during rehearsals, you've got to try and match match what you've been doing uh, for the dancers, so they hear sim- quite similar mm-hmm. stuff. But then obviously all the players have personalities, you know, yeah. bring their own thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, hopefully something something new and interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is it the same instruments across like each orchestra? Like, is it the same layout, same yeah. setup? Yeah, totally. Yes, yeah, exactly cool. the same. Yeah. Cool. Um, there's something I just also it's slightly uh, slightly related to the show, but we had the youth orchestra here put out like a. I've seen a couple of publications about how like orchestras aren't just for old people, and mm-hmm. it's like a big thing. I've noticed a few friends. Ready one has a publication, and mm. one of the writers talked about how they went to the orchestra and like they go to gigs and whatnot, but they went to the orchestra and like cried and had this huge emotional experience. Right. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. I don't know. You could say about 
why people like I guess of our generation, younger generation, should like go to the orchestra, go to the ballet. Yeah, well, look, it's I I, I did it because I was sort of a musician from when I was a teenager, and, yeah. and so I got kind of used to it. But but uh, there's a there's a there's a sort of a notion that when you get to a certain age, you can go to the orchestra and you could stop going clubbing. Yeah, and you might want a different experience, which is fine. But actually, you know, even if you're younger, you can still go, and the emotional. I'm going to put this. I mean, it's the biggest band you're going to see. Yeah. Right. If you go to an orchestra, it's like it could be a hundred people on stage. Yeah. So the sort of the psychic power you get from that. Yeah. Is something sure. you never get from a CD. Yeah. Even if it's an orchestral CD, and you know if you go to a band, it's five, six, seven people on stage. It's exciting and there's a lot of energy. Well, you imagine that with a hundred people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think the biggest band I've seen is like eight. Yeah. No, I think that was yeah. crazy. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds of people in an orchestra. So you, you can get that 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 real lift, and then it sort of becomes emotional, and also that. Hopefully, um, some orchestras these days are trying to sort of cut down the barriers about what to do in a concert because I think you know you might want to go, go to a concert, but you don't want to clap, but no one really cares. It's like the etiquette. Yeah, but the etiquette is being sort of dropped now, which is quite good. Yeah. People don't mind. I mean, I personally don't mind as a conductor if someone claps between movements of a symphony, four yeah. movement symphony. I don't mind. I think it's great if they're yeah. showing some sort of appreciation, and that's that's really fine. So when those barriers come down a bit more. Hopefully, people feel that they can just go and experiment. Yeah, it just makes it more know. accessible. Yeah, and not every concert might be uh, to your liking, but you know, you've got to try a few. Exactly. Yeah. I've been to gigs where I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. that wasn't great. I've been yeah. to gigs where I've had a really good time. It's like, yeah. I don't know, part of the risk of, I guess, or risk of going to live, like, live music performances. Yeah, of course. Um, so, something like Prokofiev, uh, um, Romeo and Juliet, that's um, really visceral music, like, really grabs you. It's, it's yeah. super emotional and intense, super intense. Yeah. It's like, it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful to, uh, to perform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little bit more about the show. Uh, when does it run? Uh, like, like times wise. Oh, time wise, it's, so it's, I think it's a seven thirty kickoff. You got two two intervals, mm-hmm. um, and it's about uh, including intervals about two hours fifty. Yeah, that's quite a solid thing. But you get two intervals, so you can two chances to get wines. And yeah, beers. exactly. And, and um, uh, but it goes by by quite goes by quite fast simply because the the, the visuals are quite amazing. That that, that Academy Award uh, guy that did the costumes are mm-hmm. very uh, lavish and uh, intricate. In the big set, yeah, and the dancing and the you just get immersed in it, yeah, yeah, and it's you know telling the story through dance and the music sort of helps in this case a lot, yeah. Um, so I think the time sort of flies by, yeah. well, it does for me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, have the venues been different? Like, Sorry. is it like the venues as well? I guess probably something mm. that comes into account, like different yeah. orchestras, different venues, different acoustics. Yeah, um, I haven't played in the, in the region in the pit yet. Yeah, uh, here we do. We start up tomorrow, obviously, because it, it's um. Tomorrow night we go in there tomorrow afternoon, but I notice that the pit's completely open. Quite often, the pit is um, the, the orchestra's half covered by the stage, yeah, and that means that the acoustics aren't so great sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see this pit's completely open, so the orchestra's, um, or, you know, there's no head yeah. um, space issues. So that will mean the the sound will sort of flood out a lot, a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have thought. So I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else there is to cover. Not too, too much. Yeah. Well, Romeo and Juliet, you know, it's a pretty amazing story. Yeah, it's a story. Most people know it. Everyone's yeah. It's, yeah, originally written by that old guy, William Shakespeare. That's right. And actually, there's a little tidbit here, because when Prokofiev first wrote it in 1935, um, they lured him back to Russia to, to, to do it, and he, he wrote it with a happy end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Slight alternative. So Stalin, Stalin uh, uh, was in power at the time, didn't like it. He's yeah. obviously an old old romantic at heart. Yeah. And um, got him to go back to the Shakespeare end, Yeah. Uh, which is obviously the one that we, we all know. A little bit more. Expect. Dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. No one quite knows. He's just sort of experimenting. Yeah. He sort of 
um, skipped off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, cool. I think that's about it. Uh, tickets are available from. Any idea? Um, no, no I'm assuming uh, the Regent Theatre box office. Yes, def- definitely, sure def- definitely there. I'll cover that later on. Yeah. Uh, cool, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thank Sweet. you. Sweet, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll throw some links up to that. That was Hamish McKeach. He is the conductor for Romeo and Juliet. You're listening to Radio 1, and this is...